Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dork down for a while Hey, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, FamilyPetAncestry.com. You're probably already there. Let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song with his wife, Sarah, that you just heard. He's going to sing his version of the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Patrick Brady is going to fix this audio, and Vilmos works on JackieCation.com the website. There are many ways to support the show. The Amazon link is one. You can use an Amazon link from JackieCation.com or DorkForest.com to go to Amazon. You order like normal and it supports the show. There is a straight up donation button, PayPal or Venmo to this uh, email address that is mine, Jackie at JackieCation.com, where you can just donate to the show if you like the show a lot. I think PayPal has figured out a way to do a monthly. If you want to go monthly, please do. Other ways to support the show if you want to is you can buy merch. There's Dork Forest t-shirts and all the shirts are union made here in America. So they run a little big. Union Bayside. So if you want to look up their size chart. And then the other merch is my stand-up merch. On JackieCation.com, you can watch me do stand-up. You can look at my schedule and the stand-up merch, a couple of different t-shirts, couple of different enamel pins, and all my CDs and my DVD. If you want to live stream my DVD, it's over there at ComedyFilmNerds.com. They have a live streaming capability, or you can get a hard copy of the DVD on my website. Oh, there are premium episodes at Bandcamp. TheDorkForest.Bandcamp.com has probably 10 episodes that were done live. They cost me a couple of bucks to make, so I charge you a couple of bucks. If you've run out of regular episodes, go over to TheDorkForest.Bandcamp.com and get some more. Other than that, I say this. Let's get into the show. Hey, it's beginning. My Uh. name's Jackie Cation. (laughs) Jeff Baltinger. (laughs) Hello. I forgot to ask all the other questions that I usually (laughs) ask, but here we are in in my living room uh, about to... We just had a... Uh, stone fruit. Did you know mm-hmm. it's stone fruit season? I did not know that it was the stone fruit season. I thought you were going to ask me, do I know what a stone fruit is? And I'd be like, I do know what stone fruit is. Yes. I never heard it referred to as stone fruit. I've decided I want to be classy and start yeah. calling it stone fruit. Well, you, get, you got the peach. Right. You, you got, got the your... avocado. Oh, is that a fruit? Isn't it? I believe I, so. Well, it's got a stone the, in it. Because the seed is on the inside. Right, right. But right? there's the nectarine. I think nectarine plum. Right. Peach. That's what I usually think. Maybe I, I believe those are all accurate, but I, w- I would think that our avocado is a part of the stone fruit family simply because the seed in the middle is more of a stone, right? right. Except for that, is it a fruit? I think it is. What, what well, would it, digress. What would it be if it wasn't a fruit? A vegetable? Well, vegetables are just a, is just like a culinary term. Uh I just got I just got school. What? Is it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like one of those little known facts that I, that, you know, pretentious people are like, you're actually a vegetable is just a culinary term. It's like, Jeff yeah, Bollinger's but here you guys. Hey, he everybody. knows things. He knows things. And uh stand-up comic Jeff Baldinger. I forgot to get the Baldinger. Baldinger. I'm Gurr. doing it. Yeah. Do you know what's funny is Gail Carriger uh, was on the show, and I pronounced it Gail Carriger for yeah. my the whole time. So it's <laughs> well, Baldinger. Well, because there is a Brian Baldinger. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know that guy. And he has a brother named Jeffrey Baldinger, mm-hmm. but I am Jeffrey Baldinger. And I'm going to go with Jeffrey Baldinger and stop calling you Jeff like a <laughs> maniac. It's okay. It's uh, what am I, your mom? <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, clean up your room. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Some people, they can't take the long version because it reminds right. them of their mom. Yeah. Probably you, the I, short version. Well, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, because you always, I always introduce, like, I've never minded people calling me Jeff. Okay. But I always introduce myself as my full name. Yeah. Just Jeffrey Baldinger. Hey, I'm Jeffrey Baldinger. What always makes me laugh, though, is when I introduce myself as, hey, I'm Jeffrey Baldinger. It's like, hey, Jeff. What's going on? Are you going to nickname me right after you just met me? We are so you just close. met me? <laughs> Probably somebody who calls somebody boss who doesn't work for them. You know? It's like, what up? No. <laughs> who doesn't work for them? That's, what, that's why you call somebody a boss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that I've never had a job where I said, hey, boss, yeah. just want to interrupt you. Hey, chief. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> hey, chief. I'm not a part of your tribe. No, no, no. Come on. I, I understand why uh, Jonah Jameson doesn't want any part of it. Yeah. He's like, no. stop calling me chief. Mm-mm. It's, uh, yeah. Triple J. Triple. Uh, oh yeah, that's it. Okay, so what is your Twitter handle? 
Twitter, Instagram, all of that <laughs> this stuff. This is going to be funny because my <laughs> Twitter handle is at Jeff Balding. <laughs> 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 Uh, Twitter that... said Jeffrey Baldinger was too long, so I had to have at Jeff oh Baldinger. Oh my god, that's hilarious! <laughs> Jeff Baldinger. Twitter IG at Jeff Baldinger. And Website is jeffreybaldinger.net. Dot net. Yeah. All right. That's because uh, Jeffrey Baldinger too <laughs> popular. Com was I'm taken sure taken as well. Yep. Yeah, that's where that goes. <clears throat> and um, you know what? You gave me a great list of things that you'd like to dork out about. Yeah. Let's start out with the one that I know the last least about. Okay. Uh, the musical band, The Beatles. Oh, The Beatles. The, the uh, They're an underground band. <laughs> they're you may really, not have heard of them. They're, they're own, coming up the pop charts. I own the number one album. Well, so albums, there you go. Right? You All got, the number one hits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is a great... That's a great uh, album. It's a great album. It's a great right? album. A re-release after they were, uh, you know... All dead. Most of them were dead. No, most, they're all dead now. Right? Most no, of them I'm are kidding. dead. Well, I'm Paul, if you have to, you know, it's like you you know the, uh, the we can get into this, but uh, the Paul is dead rumors or whatever, where back in '67 the big rumor was Paul McCartney died and they replaced him with a lookalike. A lookalike. Yeah, that was the whole thing. Where it's like it's on the Abbey wow. Road cover. He doesn't have his shoes on. His eyes are closed, and the license plate says 28. If and it was like he'd be 28 if he was alive. Sort of like all those. A lot of pot. A lot of pot going on. Don't try the brown acid, you guys. Uh, Holy smokes. And my whole philosophy on that thing is if that is true, if Paul McCartney did die in 67 and they they replaced him with some some lookalike, it's like they hit the jackpot because... Holy shit, that guy's talented. <laughs> he made Sgt. Pepper. He did Wings. He did everything. At, like right. All of Paul McCartney's solo career is this replacement Paul McCartney. Right. So wow. in, in other words, it could be any of us. Yeah. It could have been any of us. It's, it's just it's fine. A, it's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. And and that's why John didn't get along with him. Right. No, because I mean, there's a whole he, ri- just... he, he got along with the original Paul McCartney, but this right. other guy is like, oh, stealing my thunder. That's where it all, that's where it all came yeah. from. Uh, are there people who still believe that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my uh, god, I thought you were gonna. Oh no, don't be ridiculous. Yeah, no, no. It's the, the, <laughs> I'm sorry. The Paul is dead uh, conspiracy threads on just, Reddit. Oh my god, they're real. <laughs> they're they're very real. But that's just you know people love conspiracy theories. People love all that stuff. Um, but and now I, we have the internet, so they can really live it up. Yeah, but I put an old picture, like a, a young picture of Paul, right, through that Oldify app. Oh yeah. And he looks like the Paul now, so it's. it's I, I feel like that research is uh, <laughs> that, that's, that's legitimate. That's a complete. I, app. <laughs> I feel like that uh, is a good I'm, enough. We've debunked that. Next <laughs> so up. I've I've debunked 9/11. officially. Yeah. So um, the, see so. the beams. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So the crazy thing is, okay. So the Beatles. Here's what I know about the Beatles. Okay. They started in uh, in in Germany. No, they didn't. They started in England. They went to Germany. They did a uh, hundred shows a day. Uh, to become really good, and then they came back to England, and then they were better, and right. then they came over <laughs> here, and they hired people to scream at them, and then because uh, Elvis had hired people to scream at him because of the Colonel, mm. and then um, and then people just screamed at them, yeah. and then uh, everyone lost their mind, uh-huh. and then um, they did a lot of drugs. I do like the commitment of conspiracy theories pre-internet. Oh yeah, just I'm- imagine. You're got a Xerox machine. The idea you got you to you you turn of, them out. The idea of putting forth that amount of effort to anything, yeah, like that's a pro- dork to, like yeah. protesting, mm-hmm. just before the internet, before hashtags, before right. like making the signs. Right, right. It's insane the that's amount of effort that you have movable to put in. Type. What's happening? I mean, my it's, God, just right. the amount of effort to. Push up a sign, and then pull it back down, and then push it back up, and just scream slogans. Paul is dead. Long Paul live is, Paul. Yeah, and you know Ringo never, Pete Best forever. You know all that stuff. Oh and right. Then, you know back in the day when uh, you know when Pete the, Best, the original, the original drummer. The uh, original drum was he the drummer in, in when they went to Germany initially? Yeah, because okay. Ringo was a part of uh, Rory Storm and the Hurricanes. He was uh, part of that name. big band. Uh, he was a big band drummer, and he was uh, the most professional. Like he was—he's the oldest Beatle. Oh, okay. <laughs> the oldest. The an old trivia question back in the day was who is the oldest youngest Beatle? Oh, okay. It's Ringo, because he's the oldest age-wise, but youngest member sort ah. of thing. Yeah. You know? But uh, he would sit in 
with the Beatles every so often when Pete wouldn't be able to go to Hamburg okay. and stuff like that. And they just had a better vibe together, and he was yeah. a better drummer. And uh, people people shit on Ringo a lot, but he was... Uh, you think Pete, uh, Ringo better drummer than Pete Best? 100%. Even though Pete Best was a, was, was the big band guy? or was No, Ringo no, no. The big Ringo band? was the big band guy. Oh, okay. Uh, Pete Best was more... Uh, uh, Thumper, you know, he's like, uh, oh, okay, wipeout sort of, <laughs> you know, like all that stuff. Wait a minute. Um, they had to re record all the, that is stuff. Is older than John, yeah, and Paul, yeah, yeah, and isn't he still alive? Paul and Ringo are both still alive, yeah. Well, look at Ringo, I know, making it. he's outlasting everybody. He's gonna be the last Beatle alive because uh, the world is ironic. <laughs> Right, because that's what God's like. <laughs> yep, God's a huge he's, fan of he's numerology. A, he's a big and, fan uh, of satire, and, and just he's yeah, you know, he loves the British humor. He just he yucks it up. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, what, so, how old is Ringo at this juncture? Do we know? Or um, Paul? I believe Ringo was born early 1940s. Okay. Um, John was so John was born just uh, October 9th, 1940. Oh, really? Uh, so he would have been. I'm no math. Um, right. So he'd be older. Yeah, he'd be he, older. But he, I, Ringo's uh, Ringo's probably seventy some some seventy some odd. Do we know when Paul old. was born? Not off the top of my head. No. All right. I uh, All right. I'm, I'm not familiar. I, I while I know everything about the Beatles, the band history, and stuff yeah. like that, I'm not familiar with the minutiae of the dates of when they died. No, no, you're you're not you're not sitting on their birth certificate. Right, exactly. Fair enough. I it's... did last summer get to visit all their birth homes though. I was I went to Liverpool. I did oh, really? I did I did comedy in Liverpool, which amazing if you ever get a chance, Hot Water Comedy Club. One of the best clubs that I've performed in. Allow me to make it's, a note because yeah. I will uh, <laughs> it I'll is, do it. It is amazing. Uh they got two clubs there. Uh Booker uh is awesome. He loves and cares about comedy, and okay. the crowds there were fantastic. Four shows, they were all sold out, and it was just oh, that's fantastic. Amazing. Okay. And Liverpool was a treat for me because it's the because Mecca the for the Beatles, and I went on the Magical Mystery Tour. Which is a sort of a bus tour where they take bus you tour. by everybody's house? Exactly, yep. We went are, to... are any of them museums, or are they still homes? Well, John's house has a blue label on it because it's been... So... Uh, it's not just for famous musicians. For anybody, uh, the the British rule yeah. is you get a blue landmark plaque on your house if you've been dead for twenty years and are still relevant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. So like it's George like Harrison, the license plate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's a classic. Yeah, and so like George Harrison's house does not have a blue plaque on it because he hasn't been dead for twenty years yet. Okay. You know, so but they probably but all will. They probably all will eventually. So yeah. did Ringo grow up in Liverpool as well? Yep, they all Where? grew up in grew up did in Liverpool. Did Pete Best grow up in Liverpool? Yep. Did they drive by his house? Uh, we didn't drive by Pete's house. <laughs> <laughs> this is where remember Pete? He's not getting any royalties. No, this he's, where Pete still lives in his house. <laughs> is Pete in? Does no. Pete still alive? He Pete is still alive. Okay. Uh he a while back. Started had a band called the Best of the Beatles. They were not very good. No, um, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> but uh, you know, but he's he still a he's, mortgage. He's so. finally when they released the anthology in the early '90s. You remember the Beatles anthology that they came out with, where they did it come out the same time as one? No, no, way before <laughs> one, way before one. Okay. Uh, this was when uh, it was John Paul, or it was uh, Paul, George, and Ringo, and. Uh, they released like studio tracks, like oh, wow. uh, album, you know, recording yeah. sessions, stuff like first draft, you know, like uh, all that stuff. And they uh, released two new songs from uh, they. There was demo songs oh, from really? John Lennon's like solo career that they got together and just finished. So there's wow. two technically new Beatles songs. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was "Free as a Bird" and "Real Love." Were the names <clears throat> were the the names of them that they, that was released in the early nineties and they uh, because of that they re released a bunch of their old stuff that Pete was a drummer on okay from the early days of recording so he got a lot of royalties from that so he's doing fine now. oh he's okay he's fine now his sound yeah. exchange money is working out just yeah, fine exactly good for him, good yeah. for him. Uh, free as a bird and what was the other one called real love real and love. are they pretty good uh, they're all right. Um, Real Love, I think, is a better song simply because uh, it was a more finished song okay. before they all got on board. Uh, Real uh, Free as a Bird is like, it's a fine, it, it would probably be, it, if it had come out with the Beatles, it probably yeah. would have been a B-side. 
Okay. You know, it so, probably wouldn't have been a single. A, a big uh, sing, hit. It wouldn't have been a big hit if it had come out back but, in but the day. But real love might have. Were Were you ever in a band? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was Did in. You play? I I was a drummer. Okay. Uh, I'm still still a drummer. Uh, but I in high school I was in a lot of. The marching different, band. I was in marching band. I was sure. in drumline, and I did uh, a lot of like. We, I was in a garage band as well, just yeah. like playing town shows and fairs and whatnot and stuff yeah, yeah. like that, and messing around, messing around. And I always had more of uh, the older uh, music sensibilities, and so okay. like I was always pushing for like, let's play, you know, Beatles, Beatles songs. Let's play the Stones. Let's play yeah. the Who. Let's do all this stuff, you know, because like, you know, Keith Moon was. The reason I got into drumming in the first place, Keith Moon was the guy who drowned in his swimming pool. Uh yeah, he he had <laughs> he had a lot of problems, but he was an amazing drummer. <laughs> he's a Rolling Stone guy, right? He was the Who. He the was who. the Who. Here's what I don't know. Yeah, anything. Uh, but here's the other thing: is uh, the fact that I pulled out. Of, I remember my brother Scott talking about. He used to have like the longest stories about like the tragic lives of like more Jim Morrison, yeah. and Keith Moon, and I was in Paris. I got to visit Jim Morrison's grave. Did you Did you pour one out? for him i did not that's probably <laughs> be weird yeah and, uh, i don't know like I was, going to mitch hedberg's I, grave yeah, just going just, i brought you some heroin man. yeah here and, here's, uh, a, here's a here's a tie a off yeah. <laughs> it seems yeah, rude is it rude yeah. i don't yeah. know <laughs> rest in peace mitch exactly you're just, i love yeah, mitch exactly you just visit the <laughs> a thing fellow you minnesotan go, you know a fellow minnesotan yeah so you grew up in minnesota i did yeah st paul oh wow yep i don't know why I got Baldinger, and I got uh, <laughs> I got the fact that I mean the thing is you look entirely like a Minnesotan, right? I mean, yes. It's a Wisconsin, it's a Midwestern vibe. Mid- Midwest. Yeah, you so, know words. I can speak. You can speak. So, so you were because uh, what I'm curious about is about these two songs, right? The Free yeah. as a Bird and Real Love. Yeah. And the did you ever write your own music? Did you guys ever try? Yeah, we. <clears throat> excuse me. We uh, I tried so. I've been playing music in one form or another since the fourth grade, mm-hmm. um, maybe even earlier. But when I was tried to, <laughs> uh, me and a friend of mine who's a year younger than me, we started. He played the guitar, I played the drums, and we just started like yeah. playing together, growing together, and playing together. And we wanted to make our own music. Uh, and uh, my mom is a musician; she's a children's musician and oh, stuff like that. And so I asked her for advice about how to write music, and yeah. she recommended. You know, just what's your what are your favorite songs? Just kind of initially start to rewrite those. Yep. And then you'll eventually find your own voice. Now, in my child brain, I was like, oh, just rewrite the lyrics to songs that I like, and then that's my own song. And so, <laughs> so you're not so, rewriting the music. No. You only rewrote I just the, rewrote the you lyrics. You did some filking, is what you did. Exactly. You did, you did a little and so bit of parody. The first song that I quote wrote yes. was uh, um, So the All Things Must Pass, George Harrison. Okay. Uh, was a favorite song of mine back in the day. I know I was a very hip child. Uh, uh, George Harrison <laughs> solo work? Mm-hmm, okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a favorite song of mine, and I rewrote it as Nothing Lasts Forever. And I just literally rewrote the entire song of All Things Must Pass as Nothing Lasts Forever. And I performed it for my mom, and she was like, that... No, this is not good. <laughs> this is not. You shouldn't have done this. That, this is bad. That's not what we're looking for. <laughs> it's just, no, 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 no. And so then you I was to like, "Network for the notes." And, exactly, and, then, and they it got a hard pass. Yeah. Hard pass. Uh, but then after that, I realized, oh, it should be something or- original. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so me and my friend would uh, write together. We we were mostly a cover band, but. Okay. Uh, we uh, would write different songs and uh, different uh, you gave it a uh, shot. genres and stuff like that. And then uh, when I got to my senior year of high school, my the band that I was in, we wrote our class song and we performed okay. it for graduation. Blah 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 blah. Um, and so like there's there's a and then I write my own music currently. Just every so often, like I'll I'll have a song that you know play for you know the. Uh, a show or something, mostly comedy songs and stuff like that. If, okay. I, if I have them, I don't have. Well, because I was wondering about um about these two songs that they yeah. found, and you said that one of them was more done than the other. Right. So, "Free as a Bird" was more of a demo. Yeah. It, it was basically John and a piano, just him, just okay. kind of playing, clunking it through and stuff like that. So there was more room for uh other people collaboration afterwards. from yeah. Uh, 
new lyrics that Paul and George could add in and just kind of do that sort of stuff. Whereas uh, Real. Real Love was a more finished, there was more tracks, more, uh, uh, it was more of a complete song. It felt like they, they had worked on it longer. Or right. more it, people. it was more like John Lennon and the Beatles okay. with Real Love, whereas uh, Free as a Bird was more of a collaborative yeah. feel to it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, and there was one other song that they had, uh, but they decided that the song wasn't good, <laughs> so they didn't. They didn't they finish didn't, recording. They did. It. Yeah, they were just like, nah, we don't have to do this one. <laughs> right, we don't have to even let anybody ever. That hear was this. that was more George. George was that kind of guy who was just like. Yeah, this isn't a very good song. We don't have to do this. We don't have to do this one. <laughs> we do, we're not living check to check over no, here. It's no, we're, fine. we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> my ad, my ad, my ad. I'm about to do an ad. Rangers, this is an ad for Postmates. Thanks to Postmates for supporting the Dork Forest. Who could you ask to bring you? A DiGiorno at 4 a.m. or 4 p.m. Because anything you're craving, Postmates will deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the United States, and they offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery, and convenience stores and traditional retailers you could possibly ever want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store. So there's an app, obviously. Download the app for iOS or Android for free. Browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time. I just did that. Uh, I ordered, uh, <laughs> I, I got a DiGiorno because I thought it was funny. What do you think of that? But it, Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code DORK. That's code DORK for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Get anything you need, anytime you need it. Download Postmates and save with code DORK. Let's get back into the show. <laughs> so what are your favorite... Um sort of beat b-sides like well, what are your favorite like are there are there favorite songs are there any okay three questions are yeah. there any songs you're sick of hearing are there any songs that you um you know that they've been played gajillion times you still are psyched when they come on yeah and uh what are your favorite beat tracks okay and begin all right all right <laughs> uh to <clears throat> uh first answer overall no, there are no songs I'm sick of hearing. Oh, really? That's awesome. <laughs> I, I very much enjoy all the Beatles songs. There are some songs that I'm just like, I'm not feeling this song right now. I'll, I'll oh, sure. you know, whatever, whatever you're in the mood for. But <clears throat> most of the songs that I get psyched about, a lot of people disregard the early Beatles years and they're like, oh, they didn't really get to where they are until, you know, Revolver or, you know, the, the psychedelic Beatle stuff okay. and kind of disregard their earlier pop stuff mm -hmm. but to me musically uh the early stuff is just super fun the bass lines are very mel uh melodious and like it's very it's very cool like one of my favorites is all my loving which is uh just a really fun cool song and the bass line in that song is <clears throat> really great yeah, and that's a testament and to when's Paul. That from? Is that is that's that early one of their, stuff? That's one of their uh, early albums. I think it's on Meet the Beatles. Um, it and might be on a hard 60s day's or? night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all in the sixties. Uh, the Beatles were active <laughs> from sixty-two to seventy. Oh, okay. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, I thought they were around in seventy-two. No, but, no, no. Uh, uh, I was I was concerned <laughs> with Nixon, so I'm, I'm fine. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nixon. Well, Nixon tried to get them. Uh, no, Elvis tried to get them deported. But Elvis uh, Presley tried to get the Beatles deported. Yes, he did. Wow. <laughs> he was Why? Very, it was right after they had met him. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Went over to his house and then they're like, "Oh, I guess he was trying to get us deported because he was jealous of the because they were replacing him as the oh as the the biggest as thing the in the world, biggest thing." And Elvis was uh, was more of a Republican and they were more you know liberal, liberal and uh, and uh, yeah. Did anybody protesty ever... and yeah? I wonder if uh, Jerry Lee Lewis ever thought about deporting Elvis. Yeah, well, anyway, he tried. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he'd be like, you know what? I'd love back Elvis. All of my music. All of my music, huh? How about <laughs> or that? At least huh? just some royalties. Me... Hey, why don't you why don't you learn how to play the guitar, huh? Right, yeah, exactly. Jerry Lee Lewis. It's, uh... Uh, was uh, 
the Elvis of the piano, and he. Had, but also Jerry Lee Lewis also didn't he marry his cousin like uh, like a twelve year old? Yeah, twelve year old. There was like trouble. 14, it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. all uh, those. Was it a simpler time? No. I mean, um, it wasn't. Was it slightly what, developmentally disabled? <laughs> was yes, it a simpler that's what time? It was. Depends what you mean by simple. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was a simple time uh, for simpletons. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was full of simpletons who decided that it was okay to marry a 12 year old. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, and, I like the Elvis music, but I just feel that sometimes I feel like he was. I, this is going to be. This is going to get a lot of heat. I'm going to get a lot of hate. I'm going to get a lot of hate for the, what I'm about to say. You just said something just about like just, me. I'm, I'm going to be like, you know, I feel like sometimes Elvis a little overrated. A little overrated. You know what I mean? Oh, he was more of why? a crooner. He was you, like he was a rock and roll crooner. He didn't yep. write his own music. Right. He didn't play his own instruments. Right. You know, and he was great. He got rock and roll on the map. Yeah. By you know, and self admittedly stealing from right. uh, all of Chuck Berry and uh, all the black artists of the mm-hmm. time. He mm-hmm. made it, whatever it is. So props where props are due, I suppose. But right. as far as like. I haven't. I don't think I've had an Elvis dork on yet. It's. Um, I would be interested to hear their takes on it. Right, right. Because I mean, I've had people talk about like the flawed parts of their dorkdoms. Like, if yeah. you're a huge fan of, uh, I don't know, uh, Woody Allen or yeah. um, Michael Jackson yeah. or even Bill Cosby, whatever your jam is, mm-hmm. and you want to talk to me about, you know, how you know separating the work from the artist and right. all these things. It's easier to separate the work from the artist once they are D-E-D. Yes. Uh, I, Bing Crosby, used to beat the hell out of his family. <laughs> yeah. And uh, turns out, hell of a nice crooner. I beautiful enjoy, voice. <laughs> I beautiful voice. Beautiful voice. Bing Crosby <laughs> movie. <laughs> you know. Jeffrey Baldinger. Baldinger. But speaking of the flawed parts, we want to get, you know, I just I just shat on the king. Right. And there's the big Beatles versus the Elvis. That's a big. Is that another Reddit thread I don't know That's another Reddit thread. Yeah, absolutely. But if we really want to go back, it's like Buddy Holly was really the king of rock and roll. If you want to be honest, he. Is that where that. That thread goes. Uh, it might be. It's, Does anyone talk about, about Jelly Roll Morton? You know, Does anyone Buddy care? Holly, Richie Valens, the Big Bopper, the the big three. You know, um, didn't they all die in a crash? Yes, they did. Uh, plane here's crash. Here's what I know. I know about people and how they die. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, John Lennon, yeah, flawed individual. He was Th- very, very much flawed. Oh, very much so. He he was he was a a womanizer and he was also a woman beater. And uh, he beat his first wife, Cynthia. He also took some hands to Yoko every so often as well. Really? Uh, but he, <clears throat> not defending it, but he, uh, in his later, before he died, he was very much trying to atone for all of his past sins. Like okay. he retired, uh, in 1975, he retired from the business. Okay. To be a stay-at-home dad to his new son, Sean. Right. Because, and he reconciled with his dad a little bit. And he was being very, like, just trying to redeem all of his past sins and stuff like that. Did he come from, like, sort of an abusive childhood? Yeah, so his parents both abandoned him. What? They made, so his dad was like... Yeah, let's break it down. John Lennon. So his dad, he had to choose between his mom and dad where he wanted to stay. Right. And his dad was like, you have to choose between your mom and me. We're not staying together. You gotta choose, which I've heard is a thing that that's co- happens. that's pretty common. Yeah, that yeah. happens. Um, and initially, he started walking with his dad, but then he saw his mom back. And how old was he? He, he was like six, like, he was very young. Yeah, six, five, something like that. And he ran back to his mom. You know, mommy, no, I don't want you to leave me. Right. And then his dad just kept walking, didn't even look back and stuff like that. And then... His dad was like, oh, thank God. I guess I can go to the pub now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then his mom... decided she didn't want to be a mother and so <laughs> right. she, she was like no i never get I, to I don't i don't want it. she was young you know she was a young she was a young mother sure. um and so she dropped him off with her sister mimi aunt mimi so okay. that's who raised john very strict and would say things to john like uh you know the guitar is a nice hobby john but you'll never make a living out of it you know that right. sort of thing which right. he on his first gold record he had her quote on that and gave it to her as a present you know yeah. that sort of stuff it was very nice but, but she raised him. But Mimi raised him, and 
when he was around 16, 17, he started, you know, uh, learning the the ropes. Uh, his mom started coming back into his life as more of a friend than oh, right, a mom. Because she's like, oh, you're done now. Yeah, I, yeah I, you're, I, you're I, basically I, done. She yeah. taught him, you know. Let's uh, hang out. She played the ukulele. She played the banjo. That's how she taught John the oh, guitar chords. must have pissed chords. me off yeah. so oh, bad. Oh, very much so. But oh, here's, here's the tragedy. Uh, one day after they uh, were hanging out, uh, uh, John was walking home, and uh, often, and this is this stems this started John's hate. Well, not maybe started, but exacerbated his hatred of police. Uh, an off-duty officer drunkenly uh, killed uh, his mom in a car accident. Like she was walking, oh, drunk driving, drunk driving, drunk driving. Off-duty cop uh, hit and killed uh, John's mom, you Julia. Have, you wouldn't think that. Uh he would hate cops you would think he would hate drunk drivers he was a cop but, and so the authorities uh, <laughs> like this the, there's no repercussions right. for if you oh, got right. a oh, if right. you if got a, a cop, cop you know that yeah. sort of thing so that's stemmed uh, in his oh and so the guy <clears throat> got away with it essentially yeah essentially um yeah. and then uh you know so that was very tragic and then he but he started having a band called the quarry men yeah uh him and a few others and then paul had a mutual friend with john mm mm-hmm. mhm as a uh, in art school, John was an art school. He's okay. an artist. Okay. He's an artist. Yeah, famous <laughs> quote by John: "I'm an artist. You give me a tuba, I'll get you something out of it." You know. <laughs> um, but they met at a, 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 a park show. Okay. And uh, they uh, they were introduced, and John was like, "You know, this guy is good." Joined the band. So yeah. then Paul joined the band. The Quarrymen. The Quarrymen. Okay. Yeah. And then. Paul had a friend a few years younger mm-hmm. called George Harrison. Okay. Who was an amazing guitarist, lead guitarist. Uh, could play okay. raunchy. Don't, don't, you know. Uh, What's raunchy? It's a, it's a, an old complicated guitar lick that he could play perfectly. Okay. Uh, oh, fair enough. And, well, uh, <laughs> and they, and he, and that was basically the audition um, that okay, he did for the- John. And so come on in. So it was John, Paul, George. Uh, Pete Best, who had yep. the drum set, and uh, that's where they rehearsed, and Stu Sutcliffe, who was John's art school buddy who played the bass. Okay. Didn't know how to play the bass, but he was John's friend, so he was, he in, was the in the band. <laughs> right. Was anybody kicked out when John joined and when George joined? When Paul joined and George joined? No, it was just, it was, there's five people. Be- it because was previously it was just uh, the bass guy who couldn't play, Pete John Best, and Pete. who happened to own a drum set, Yep. and John. Yep, exactly. <laughs> they were the so Paul and, Paul and George, and there's maybe some other people, but there's like a washboard. There was, okay. there was a skiffle group okay. uh, initially. Skiffle? Skiffle, yeah. It was uh, what uh, British... Uh, not quite rock and roll was. It was okay. skiffle. You know, okay. it was like a jug band, you know, oh, sort of, one okay. of those sort of things. Yeah. And they were playing, you know, uh, you know, Come Go With Me by the Dell Vikings. And they were playing, you know, things, that, uh, you know, covers, uh, Chuck Berry tunes, Little Richard, you know, that yeah. sort of stuff. Uh, as, re- as well as British, uh, young 16 year old British skiffle group could play black. Oh, uh, rock and roll. <laughs> right. Um, they, they have they have their own their own tri- trials and tribulations. Exactly. Exactly. So so John, so John, but John wasn't. I mean, he was abandoned, but he wasn't really. I, what I was wondering was like, was he beat up a lot as a kid, which made him beat people up when he uh, got old? It was more emotion, uh, an emotional beating. Right. So that he would lash out, and he had a he had a temper. That he, would uh, that lash out. That had not been put, addressed. Uh, exactly, and okay. so when he would be very cruel to his friends, like okay. he had, a, he had an acid tongue, as Paul would say. He uh. would, he had, he had the sharpest wit and acid tongue. Mm-hmm. If he got mad at you, he, he, he would just eviscerate div- you. Evis- yeah. And we all know people like that, where it's just like oh, if you, uh, yes. if you, if they're like, oh, okay, you okay. need to, you need to go into timeout. <laughs> <laughs> right, you, you didn't to take need a break. to say that. You need, you need to yeah. go there. That's yeah. beyond the pale. That's yes, beyond exactly. this, like. You, riffing is fine. But, uh, there's no okay. need to beat there, somebody up. There's with your riffing, face. and then there's uh, <laughs> just chopping the neck off. Just like, <laughs> exactly. See me bleed. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so he had sort of a mean tongue, and yeah. then, and then, so for, ex- he, for example, one yeah. of the, a famous quote of his later on in uh, "Once the Beatles Were the Beatles" is later on, the, uh, a reporter asked him, "So, is Ringo the best drummer ever?" And uh, 
And John said, he's not even the best drummer in the group. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you say stuff like that. Uh, oh, you what know. a shit. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And what he said, you know, he had said this thing about his son, Julian, w- mm-hmm. from his first marriage, Cynthia. Uh, he said, uh, how much can you care about something that's the end result of a broken prophylactic and an empty bottle of whiskey? Ah. Stuff like that where he's, he wanted he, – he also wanted this illusion of the bad boy. He, he resented the clean-cuttedness of – the the oh, Beatles the, uh, the the pop you yeah. know the boy bandish look yeah uh, he was envious of like how the Rolling Stones were looked at the bad as the bad yeah. boys and stuff like that and that was really the only true rivalry is just because uh, Rolling Stones great but they're a country blues band you know they right. were not innovatively like the Beatles were innovative throughout all genres of okay. music they would you know, push the envelope of all that stuff Rolling Stones while an amazing band country blues rock and roll like that's their you know you're uh, all i can do is agree with you because i don't i don't know i don't know anything about that i mean all right so here's what i I need an elvis dork and i need a rolling (laughs) exactly dork (laughs) because the the true rivals of the beatles musically were the beach boys and like motown uh uh, that crew. The problem with the Beach Boys was that they were called the Beach Boys. Okay. Because that's why I feel I feel that's why they don't get as much credit as they deserve. Because when they release when Brian Wilson released Pet Sounds, yeah, you know, I bought that. Yeah, it it was a revolutionary album. It was critical. Yeah, I didn't get but it. But it was a critical uh, flop. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> because it's not beach music. Right. This is a Beach Boys album. This is not beach music. Whereas the Beatles. Right. Everything they release is Beatles music. And here's the funny thing about that. <laughs> Only recently did I realize that was a pun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like three or four years ago, I was like, oh, the beats. The beats. And uh, you're like, oh, don't tell anyone that. Yeah. And then I thought, you know what I love about the dork forest is that I can just admit <laughs> things. And I can be taught. I yeah. can learn things. It's you know what's gonna... funny is uh, people asked you know, why the Beatles were named the Beatles. And John would say, it, uh, a man in a flaming pie came to me in a dream and said, you'll be Beatles with an A. <laughs> wow. So uh, that's probably why. He, yeah. what, he, what he did was he did a de- deflect. Yeah, that's how, so, he always did that. When he realized that uh, English professors were dissecting Beatles lyrics, they, oh, right. they, he made I Am the Walrus, which is just a nonsense song. Okay. You know, it Cuckoo wasn't Cuckoo about Cuckoo, LSD? Nope. Uh, that's Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds oh, that was, is about okay. uh, a picture that Julian wrote for him or drew for him called, uh, you know, this is this is Lucy. This is my friend Lucy and she's in the sky with and these are diamonds and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Now, a lot of people want to say, oh, no, it's about LSD. You know, it, it was it was the picture. I think he was doing LSD. He did LSD. <laughs> but if right. you wanted did to write a song about Did they do a lot of it, drugs? They did. They did a lot of like drugs. Like in the, in the last couple of years they were together? They all, uh, di- Bob Dylan introduced them to pot. Oh, did he? Yeah. He got he got the Beatles high for the first time. <laughs> wow. You know, it's like it's like when you find out who were roommates. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, yeah, of course they all knew each yep, other. Yeah. Yep, yep, okay. Yep. And, uh, you know, the Beatles gave the Rolling Stones their first number one hit in the UK. Uh, it was I Want to Be Your Man. Okay. Uh, and John famously said, well, we weren't going to give them anything good, were we? Mm. Uh, the oh, other, my God. The other thing is the Beatles, the Beatles had Ringo <laughs> sing that song on their right. their album. They didn't release it as a single. Okay, it's just you know. So John could be John could be a dick, but right, he was right. also very very talented. Very talented and and a human of uh, a lot of philanthropy. Yeah, I mean yeah. he was he was all about you know he believed in causes like he was very much he. He was today. I believe this. Tomorrow, I may not believe it. He was very much similar to you know a Kanye type of personality, where it's just like you're kind of crazy. Ah, okay. Kind of, kind of yeah, loopy, yeah. but it's um, very much. I believe this. If I say the exact opposite thing tomorrow, right? It's not going to be hypocritical because I believe because I'm telling you the truth as I know it right now. That was kind of what John was. Wow. And so it could be very frustrating. I'm not trying to uh, uh, say that as a positive thing, but that's just what his personality was. Right, and it, it, it's you know, and the thing is, is it gives you a glimpse into Kanye a little right, bit. Right, exactly. Right, um, and I that had... type of narcissistic personality, because he was 
and again, this isn't a defense of his bad actions, but right. at 21, John Lennon was a god amongst amongst men. Right. He was the most like the only people who Absolute can relate power. to him is Paul, George, and Ringo. You know, right. it's like that. They were the before the internet. They were viral. You know, yeah. How much fame they had without the internet is now. Is Paul also a flawed person? He has his flaws, but he was way more stable. He's a much stable. He just doesn't seem to have. He's the, not like his dad I, like, was loving. Oh yeah, you he know had an he, okay. he he lost his mom early. Yeah, because and that's him and John bonded over the fact that they both were both oh. orphans. But his dad was a uh, loving dad. He yeah, was a ja- he was a musician. He was a jazz musician and stuff like that. So he and Paul was the most musically talented of the Beatles. Like he could play the most. That's why he, I have all the all the hits. Uh, I have the Wings. Uh, yeah, all the hits and then the B sides. I have that album. Yeah, which is a four album. Like it's a love it. It's a giant wings thing so you know what's, you know you know make everybody sad what the beatles all of them including ringo were not quite 30 by the time they broke up okay and paul was done with wings by the time he was 34 oh wow yeah wow so <laughs> like literally were all like their genius moments were done by the time they were 34 yep and how old was john when he got shot when he 40. was killed he was, 40. he was 40 years old. In 19, uh, he, he was killed December 7th, 1980. December 7th, like Pearl Harbor Day? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> or no, no, no. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. December 8th. I December was gonna 8th, say, 1980. I was going to say, that would have come up. I would have even well, known Because here's the thing. Because I do this joke about it where yeah. I go, you know, he was, he was killed on December 8th, 1980. And... You know, people do a lot of tweets about it, it's like hashtag remember, hashtag yeah. imagine, hashtag you know should have been Yoko, hashtag you know like I'll, I'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, a lot of sweet stuff, a lot of sweet stuff. Um, the day before, mm-hmm. December seventh, yeah. Also say, hashtag remember Pearl Harbor. Yep. No tweets. No, t- there I are plenty I didn't of see, tweets. I didn't see any tweets. I didn't see any tweets. I have not never I didn't seen see John any Lennon tweets. tweets. I've seen plenty I've only, of... Maybe it's... Maybe per- it's uh, you I, know what? Who you're following? You're following a lot of Beatles fans. A lot of Beatles fans. I'm following like, a lot of history it, nerds. Yeah, exactly. Because it made me realize... It made me realize that we can only never forget one thing at a time. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> Do, have you ever seen the, Di- the Dick Cavett where she, he interviews Yoko and John? Yeah. Yep. Because um, I, that is one of the only interviews with him I've ever seen. Yeah. And uh, I liked, he had this great line. He said, you know, people blame Yoko for breaking up the Beatles. Yeah. And um, if so, does she get credit for all of the solo Paul's work as, as well? For, for, yeah. For and that's the thing. It's uh, Yoko is not to blame for the Beatles breaking up, but it is, it is one of, uh, it is a catalyst because she was the first person that, was allowed in the studio. Like John was so il- in love with her mm-hmm. that he started breaking away from the Beatles. He and went to Girlfriend Planet. Exactly. And, exactly. Yeah. Now hindsight, and Paul has said this in interviews and stuff like that. Like, hindsight, it's like he was in love. That's, yeah. Like that's just what it was. Right. That's what people do. <laughs> he was in love. <laughs> right. And but the thing about Yoko, I'm not one of these like. There are Yoko people who is hate wor- Yoko. Oh yeah, yeah. And Talk about I, a Reddit thread. I feel I've even like heard that. there is uh, a lot of misplaced hate on her. Right. Uh, but I do feel that she isn't as innocent as some of her defenders would have you say. She did approach Paul first. Uh, oh, she was a bit of a groupie? Uh, yeah, she she approached Paul and he wasn't interested. And then he she started going after oh, so she John. Just, oh, she hit on Paul first? Yeah. Oh, essentially you're just like... Uh, I want to dance with her. She doesn't want to dance with me. I guess I'll dance with her. Yeah. And then you end up being married and having three kids. Exactly. And okay. so, and it's one of these things where it's like the big, the big misconception early on was that John was infatuated with was the fact that she had no idea who the Beatles were. Okay. Not, and that not was a true. big, that was a big thing for John because it's like, I'm not my fame. You know, I'm not, you know, right, this, I'm a he person. started resenting the Beatles, like yeah. being associated with the Beatles and you know, all that stuff. And it's like, and so when he went to this art gallery, he saw the sign on the top of the ladder that said yes, and it was positive, and so, oh, who's this lady? And it's, it's Yoko. 
And so I... Unpack that story. What <laughs> the hell? He went to an art gallery and saw a sign that said yes? So, there, so you know, Yoko is this uh, is a, an avant-garde artist, you know, one of one uh, of those, one of these people who puts on, uh, you know... Multimedia. Exactly. So one of her... Uh, when did they meet? 68? Uh, six, uh, 67, <laughs> something like that. Okay. 67, 68, something like that. They were both married still. They were both going through the... the okay. So there's some... Uh, bootleg tracks that i have where john sings a parody of uh uh um uh 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 where he's talking about yoko's divorce finally going through and it's okay. like the lawyer said to me it's okay da, da, da. You know, it's okay. like um but uh so he went to an art he went to one of her art gallery showings and there was uh there was uh steps up to a ladder that and there was like a magnifying glass with a little postcard on the ceiling or something yeah. like that that he would climb up, and he looks at it, and it just it said yes. Okay. And so he, the story that he would tell very and again, evocative. And well again, <laughs> like these are all the stories that he would tell yeah. in interviews, which he loved to fuck with interviewers. So the truth is somewhere in in the middle of all these stories. You okay. know what I mean? Obviously, I wasn't there. Nobody was yeah. there. Only they know what was what was true. Um, but. That was a positive thing. He's right. like, if it had said no, or if it had said something snarky or something, whatever, I would have dismissed it. But it just said yes, and that was a very positive thing. Okay. So that's I wanted to meet the artist who did this, right. and it was Yoko, and they just kind of fell in love right there, yep. according to John. Yep. Um, the other thing that I have a problem with on Yoko is uh, more how she treated Julian. Uh, oh, right, right. Which she, dismissive. She, right? Very dismissive, and she made him buy back his inheritance via auction like stuff that john um like john's stuff yeah like that john he was like, like I, would, I would like some stuff of my dad's yeah and instead of just giving to, it to her when john passed yeah he had to buy them back at auction oh my god and so that stuff like that is like you are not as innocent as you make it out to be you are right, manipulative but neither was of, john no of course right. not so every, everybody's I, flawed i would i i i'm not de- diminishing yoko and defending John, I'm saying that uh, people who defend Yoko, people as, who are, who've canonized her, canonize her, or say that the only reason to hate her is if you're racist or whatever, which a lot of people are. Sure. Oh, there's plenty of racism. Hundred, hundred percent. <laughs> but if like the facts of what she did, she might also be a raging jackass. Right. Exactly. Right. And it's one of those things where it, it it's the problem with a lot of avant-garde. Just people where it's just like, yeah, what if the trees were windows? You know, <laughs> stuff like that where it's like... You blew my mind. Yeah, I want to see like, that. What if Jeffrey trees Baldinger, were windows and please. and the bark was your soul that you had to see through in order to... to peel it back. Exactly. Like a shutter. You know, and, and then you can see into the next dimension. The and, fourth dimension. And that's when you realize your age is just a ring around yourself. <laughs> you know? <laughs> We just, we just blew our minds, you we guys. We just blew our minds and wrote 50 Yoko Ono tweets. If you go on her Twitter, those are the types of tweets that she writes. Oh, really? That's <laughs> um, too bad. It's, uh, now, but then, and then also, like, when John's playing with his hero, Chuck Berry. Okay. They're playing Johnny Be Good together. There's yeah. a video, and Yoko's just screaming into the microphone, and it's just like... Over it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come there, on. I bought a Imagine, I think. Yeah. And... Yeah. Um, now, the other thing, though, to your point... Yeah. She inspired John to write some make some great music. Oh right! She inspired him to write Imagine. She inspired him to write uh, Jealous Guy. He inspired mm-hmm. him to write. Uh, you know, most of his solo stuff is inspired by Yoko. So you got to give credit where credit's due. Right. You know. Here's my next question: Is was Paul always married to one person, the woman without the leg? No. So that was his <laughs> third marriage. Oh okay. Um, so. Oh, by the way, Paul's uh, Rangers. I don't go to anyone's third wedding. Go ahead. Uh, so I told my dad. Actually, my sister hey, that's told fine. My dad that. I, I just started going to my second weddings, so it's, I'm, I'm getting up <laughs> exactly. there. Exactly. Um, it's too. Uh, so Paul was married to Linda. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul's initially Yoko was, was Linda, and people hated Linda like they hated Yoko because most Wait, was people Paul hated their from spouses. High no, no. Okay. Um, so he got married. His first marriage so was Linda. His first marriage was Linda. Um, and, uh, Paul and John had this big rivalry, especially post-Beatle breakup, because there was a big legal 
thing about rights and everything like that. And so there's first solo albums were kind of shots at each other. Like Paul wrote a song called Too Many People. And it was, there was a bunch of lyrics in there that were shots at John being, uh, you know, doing the bed in for peace and just like not oh, doing right. anything and just stuff like that. And, okay. you know, kind of messing with uh, John on that front. And then Paul, and then John wrote a song called How Do You Sleep, which started like, uh, which uh, was, uh, so Sergeant Pepper took you by surprise. Yeah, seen right through your mama's eyes. The only thing you done was yesterday. The only, and since you've gone, you're just another day. You know, like stuff like that. And okay. uh, you know, you live with straights who tell you you was king. Uh, wow. You know. So you know more John lyrics than Paul lyrics. Well, Paul. <laughs> well, John's was way more vicious. And oh, this is what I was oh, saying right, earlier. Is like vicious. Yeah. John was way more vicious. Yeah. Uh, when he felt slighted. Yeah. You know, and his defense on it afterwards once they reconciled was like you know the song's really about me it's like john no it wasn't no. <laughs> it's was completely about fall um come on man yeah come on man yeah uh, so he's married to linda where where did linda come from so linda uh they they met um during the beatles uh he had uh he had dated this girl jane astor who was their photographer okay um and then uh in um Germany, I believe they met in Germany. That's where J- Jane met Paul, and they started uh, okay. taking pictures and stuff like that. And then Linda Eastman, mm-hmm. uh, they met back in Liverpool, and they or in in London, and they started dating, and they just like fell in love. And it was it wasn't uh, big uh, to do, but it was taking a single Beetle off the market, yeah. which is a, a reason a lot of people hated Linda. And then once the breakup happened, you know, John had Yoko on stage with him all the time, and so. Paul put Linda in wings, and people hated that. Right. And Linda hated that. She wasn't a musician. She didn't like being on stage. Right. Uh, but she had a dream, and it involved yeah. I don't know. But Linda, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, but Linda loved Paul, and they loved each other, and they wanted to be together all the time. Linda's also the reason that Paul became a vegetarian. Uh, she was a vegetarian. They started doing animal yeah. rights stuff together and stuff like that. And a lot of the hate, and Linda had a lot of hate too, but. She didn't have the racist hate. Right. So it was... It was just sort of normal white lady hate. It was normal white lady hate. (laughs) So like Yoko had hate and racist hate. Right. Linda just had the hate. Right. You know, so it was not... It was not... People were like, oh, Linda's better than Yoko. It's like, well, okay. It's Uh, it's the same thing. Why would she be better? Why why do you think that? What makes you think that? Why do you think that, huh? (laughs) Nice white boy married a nice white girl? Is that what it possibly is? Is that what you're thinking? I don't like you at all. Yeah. (laughs) So... You know, and then uh, the the funniest slash saddest marriage of the Beatles (laughs) is George Harrison uh, to Patty Boyd. <clears throat> who the song Something was about. Okay. You know, the Something in the Way She Moves, oh, which is considered that's a pretty song. Considered one of the greatest love songs of all time. Okay. Uh, um, I'm to listen to that when this is over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Frank Sinatra once said, it's the greatest Lennon McCartney number there is, written by George Harrison. But uh, <laughs> Oh my God, that's funny. <laughs> uh, but that song was written about Patty Boyd. Right. Patty Boyd left... George for Eric Clapton, who was uh, best friends with George Harrison, because they were w- George and Harrison. Layla the, plays the guitar. George Harrison plays Eric the guitar. Clapton Eric Cla- plays, plays the guitar. guitar. Okay. They were best friends. They they loved each other very dearly. Uh, Layla was about Patty Boyd. Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay. And Patty Boyd left George and married uh, Eric, Clapton. Yeah. And then broke his heart too, and so. They finally reconciled and considered themselves husbands-in-law. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, and, Aww, yeah, it was very kinda, sweet. They they remained friends and stuff like that. And then George eventually met uh, Olivia, uh, who is his uh, current widow, and oh, right. uh, and had Danny Harrison, their son, uh, who looks identical to George. Which oh, really? Is in like it's just eerie. eerie. It's eerie how much old they genetics. Look. Yeah, exactly. Wacky. <laughs> it's kind of like. Uh, Julian Len- Lennon looks very, very similar to John. And, he really uh, does. And Paul's son, James, looks like Paul and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so what I was going to tell you was yeah. that I have a friend of mine who um, went out with both Elvis Costello and Billy Bragg. Really? And supposedly they both wrote songs about her. Wow. And, that's, that's, um, always, that's always fascinating. That is like, fascinating. And she is one of the most beautiful, uh, like, 
she's probably my age now, yeah. and she's always been a very beautiful woman. She's a very good musician, Leslie Ball in okay. uh, in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. She does the Balls Theater uh, uh-huh. show on Saturday nights. Oh, that's awesome! And um, but and she's always been enormously uh, beautiful, but uh, she's still. You know how like some people grow old, and you're like, how'd you how'd you do that? Yeah, and it, it was like it was almost like. Um, like like Diane Keaton, yeah. Like you know where you're like, and but Leslie, it's not like Leslie has a stylist. It's not like someone's going, oh Miss okay. Ball, let me just, just affect your. No, she walks out into the world and it's flowing grace. Yeah, and you're like, hmm, I, I would write a song about her if I were a song I see person. That. I see that. Yeah. As it is, I've written no jokes about her. Wow, uh, that's, she that's seems fair. like a nice well, lady. Well, it's, it's writing a song about somebody and writing a joke about them. Two different uh, reactions from the person. I Very feel like different. Very different. <laughs> Sometimes I'll go to people. Like, hey, I wrote a joke about you. They, they're like, uh huh. That's all right. Let me hear it first. Just like grain oh, of good. salt. Mm-hmm. If I was like, I wrote a song about you. Thank you. Aww. Oh my god. Turns out it's a hate song. Yeah, that'd be weird. Mm-hmm. What about Ringo? Ringo, all uh... Ringo. Uh, solid marriage to a. Uh, I believe it was a playmate. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, Ringo was like, I won the lottery, and, and, and she he seems was, very and nice. I think, I, I, uh, I believe, uh, he has kids, and uh, his son, uh, Zach, he has a few kids, Zach Starkey, uh, is the drummer for The Who, replaced uh, Keith Moon. Oh, wow. Uh, he, they're on tour with him now. Um, wow. I the actually, Who is still touring? The Who is still touring. Uh, teenage Wasteland. More like middle-aged teenage, uh, more to- <laughs> <laughs> Mid- uh, the joke is gone. Middle-aged, middle-aged expanding waistband. Ah, uh, uh, there you go. <laughs> no, nah, it's a stupid joke. Uh, <laughs> and I screwed it up. I like that you uh, insisted I, on I, doing it. I had to get it out. <laughs> I had to get it out. No, I saw, I saw The Who uh, right before uh, John Entwistle died, which was the last, uh, which was their original bass player. They okay. were on tour as uh, Pete Townsend, Roger Daltrey, uh, John Entwistle and uh, Zach Starkey, which I thought was a very cool, very cool. Is his show name to Zach see. Starkey Star? No, because Ringo Star is Richard. Not a real name. Is Richard Starkey? Oh, okay. They called him Ringo because he wore a lot of rings. Oh, okay. And Star was uh, just a good stage name. And it's because his last name is Starkey. Starkey. So yeah. Star is I guess just start, short for Starkey. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. In. Away, yeah, it's all good. And yeah. uh, uh, okay. uh, just, um, uh, what's his face? What the? Nah. You had a story, but I had a story, but I, I lost the name, so I'm like, okay. I, I, did Ringo write any of the songs? He wrote uh, "Octopus's Garden." Oh, um, I don't mind that song. That's I, I like the song, and when I say he wrote it, I mean he wrote the concept of it and wrote the "I'd like to be." Under the sea, okay. da, 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 da. and then he had to, and then George helped him with the actual song. Okay, so it's a lot of Ringo songs are actually George and Ringo songs. Okay, because Ringo just didn't have the um, skills, and this is right. a big reason why he doesn't get enough credit because he wasn't a songwriter. Yeah, he was just a drummer. He, yeah, like, and when I say just a drummer, I'm just like he was a great drummer. Yeah, but. Comparatively to George, Paul, and John, who are all multi-talented musicians and songwriters, yeah, kind of all geniuses in their own yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, you get kind of like oh, and Ringo, you know, right? And but you're like, but without his, but without amazing... him, he was, you know, before he joined, as he famously says, the Beatles were nothing without him. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get famous till he joined. You know, right, right. So he must you know, have done something. Right. They were they were playing together as the Quarrymen, the Silver Beatles. Okay. And then the Beatles from 1957 till 1962. And okay. Then, uh, yeah. Um, Stu Sutcliffe, John's art school friend, was the original bass player. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned him earlier. He fell in love with Jane Astor. Okay. They got married, stayed in Hamburg, and then he died of a, a brain tumor. Oh, bummer. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh did he uh well i mean the thing is is all of these people are like a hundred years right old yeah now. yeah it's, so, it's, this is not i'm not breaking news right um, exactly <laughs> and then some of them these are not careers cut tragically no, no 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 and so john stops playing does he stop playing entirely he, in he becomes he becomes a stay-at-home dad he, he so he's stopped just, playing. He's, he has. He's I mean, he has a Scrooge McDuck pile of money on the Upper West Side or East Side or wherever. He's, he li- he's living in. Uh, 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 Did you ever go see where his apartment was? 
didn't see the he had i mean he had a mansion house like that house uh, oh, like they, a building? they they had a he had a house in the in the uh fields of uh some some london town um not not sure that he when he in 75 to 80 he was in london he moved to new york uh into the dakota that's where he was staying that's where he was shot and killed where in 1980 is that? uh the dakota is uh right near central park okay central yeah. park west or east uh west okay not sure i, I visited by columbus circle or by the uh by the other side mm. it's a you know what that's not sure that's 52nd anyway so not it's sure all right there it's anyway. all it's all right there there's a uh, uh tribute to john there's an uh, uh logo i've seen and that. imagine that's so right near that is where the dakota is okay um and i i recently went there with a friend who i i had never done like an official tour of central park and my yeah. friend was like uh you know, let's let's go. Let's let's take this tour. I'll take you around. I'll show you. I know you love the Beatles. Here's uh, here's, here's the thing. Imagine thing. And then he's like that. And that's the Dakota. and I was like, oh, that's the Dakota where John was shot. And yeah. I was like, this is where he shot. Let, take my picture. And he was like, all right, I'll take your picture. And then I lied down in the position that oh. John was found in. Wow. And people were staring at us because it was very uncouth. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. the tribute. It that wasn't the tribute the other- that he thought that I was going to do. I showed the so I took a picture with the imagine symbol, mm-hmm. which is very sweet, very nice. Yeah. And then I had that that one where the I dead one. the dead one, and I showed it to my brother. I was like, hey, look at this. And then I flipped it, and it shows me on. And he's like, I'm surprised that you didn't piss on the flowers around the <laughs> imagine symbol <laughs> based on this picture. Right. I know that when John Lennon was, uh, I know that when Elvis died and when John Lennon was killed, uh, my stepmother. Uh, was devastated. Yeah, these, these were like these oh, were like they were big icons and and huge. And and uh, were she still alive, she would frown upon uh, this sort yes. of disrespect. Oh yes, M- but, most definitely. But it wasn't like you were around in seventy five. No, 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 no. So no, you, no. Th- as far as you're concerned, he's always been dead. He's always been dead in <laughs> my like- lifetime. He's always been dead. Elvis <laughs> has always been dead. That's and that's right. such a very important point to make about. Right. People looking at history is like these have always been dead. Right. The thing is, is is that the when 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 you look at um, Guy Fox Day. Yeah. Yeah. People who were there when Guy Fox was killed, mm-hmm. they are not psyched about Guy Fox Day. No. He's been dead our whole lives. All of our we're lives. We're gonna dress up a dude and stick him in a in a in a push cart and then ask for pennies. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's so- what we're gonna do. And that's and we're gonna be happy about it. Okay. <laughs> and then we're, we're gonna, gonna come out with some cash yeah. and prizes and some and candy. Uh, you know and uh, All Hallows Eve. You know. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know Saint Valentine's was uh, didn't wasn't there a massacre on Valentine's Day? Right. Wasn't that isn't that the celebration? I don't think that that is the history of Valentine's I don't know. Day. <laughs> I, felt, I feel like there's a Saint Valentine's Day massacre or something there like that in the history. Is. But that's not why it's, I think Valentine's what, Day was there before. It's, it's bloody and, and then it's there red, was, and no, that's, they adapted it. This is an it. interesting rationalization, <laughs> but I'm almost certain you are entirely correct. Incorrect. Here's okay. So has is yeah, Paul I may be still wrong, writing? but I don't know if I'm right. Is Paul still writing? <laughs> he is. Yeah. Is he, George still writing? George is dead. George, uh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ringo George, doesn't write, so uh, he's fine. But well, but Ringo does have. Uh, he plays. Ringo does write, uh, but he has collaborators. Okay. Um, he has uh, his all-star band that okay. he he does it with uh, Joe Walsh uh, who, of the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, and a bunch of it's like a super group that he oh. has that he tours around. Fun. The funny thing about Ringo is he had the first number one hit album post Beatles breakup. Oh, did he? His <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> self-titled Ringo. Bam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the funny thing about that album is it has, it, if you want to think about it in this way, it could be the last Beatles album because each song, like the first four songs, yeah. first song is a him and John collaboration. The second song is a him and Paul collaboration. The third song is a him and George collaboration. Like it's so Ringo got along with everybody. Oh yeah, Ringo was the <laughs> peacemaker. Was the, what was the name of his his solo Ring, album? Ringo. Oh, it was just called it's called Ringo. Ringo. Okay. And uh, the song that he wrote with jo- and you now can, I kind of want to listen to that. You album. can very much tell the collaboration. Yeah. Because the collaboration with John sounds like a John song. Yeah. It's called I'm the Greatest. And I do have demos of John playing I'm the Greatest, but he gave it to Ringo because it's like, it'd be 
way too narcissistic of me to have this, <laughs> even though I believe it. You know? Of course, even though uh, you know, it's, it's like, clearly the truth. Yeah, when I was a little boy, okay. way back home in Liverpool, oh. my mama told me I was great. Dun, 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 dun. You know, it's like this whole song of <laughs> wow. just like... I want Kanye to cover that. Well, that's the thing. It's, and uh, Paul, you know, got together with Kanye mm-hmm. recently, and it's like, it makes sense. It's, you know, it's like that oh, right. type of personality... I, uh, He's drawn to him. I I did a I did a tweet where I was like it was going great until Paul said the Beatles were bigger than Jesus. Oh, Jesus! Uh, boom! <laughs> uh, come on! Come on! We're <laughs> doing jokes Ballinger. here. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we are at an hour. We and, are. Uh, yeah, we are. Okay. It is. It has it's flown. flown by. It really has. It's flown it by. Haven't even. We haven't even gotten to the time that the Beatles stopped touring and invented music videos. You guys, did you know that the Beatles invented music videos? <laughs> they Probably. Did. They did. Uh, 1966, they stopped touring because they were they couldn't hear themselves. Like the the crowds were too oh, right. wild. They couldn't hear themselves, and they just wanted to get into the studio. And people try kept on trying to get them out, and they're just like, "Let's just send them a video, yeah. of us and our songs and stuff like that." It's like kind of the invention of yeah. music television, MTV. Was it um, Michael Nesmith invented my MTV though? Didn't he? Like the guy from the monkeys. The monkeys, yeah. yeah. I mean, they were a huge influence on the Beatles. Is the old joke? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is the oh, old the monkeys. Is the monkeys. I, is the old I remember joke. loving the monkeys as a kid. Monkeys were great. Uh, you know, Neil Diamond wrote all their music. Oh, uh, did he? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and you like it's great. And once they started writing their own music, they started uh, not being as good. But um, that'll happen. Yeah, but they were the American, like they were an American television. Yeah. Show the monkeys, and they were kind of the answer to the. Beatles. Right. From like, we have our group, but they had their lead singer be Davy Jones, who was British as well. Yes. Uh, so. Yes. And tiny. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> here's the thing. Um, this could go on for days. I so, could, because uh, but you've been great. Starting into the 66 <laughs> thing, uh, they stopped touring. And so they didn't play the, o, the O2 arena. And um, uh, Paul McCartney recommended Jimi Hendrix. And that's how he got his first big break. Wow. Yeah. And on that note, I'm literally <laughs> turning this off. Right. It's been great, Jeffrey. It's been great. Everybody, uh, it's Jeffrey Baldinger, and follow him at Jeff Baldinger. What? Baldinger. Uh, no, I know. I did it on purpose because it's Jeff. Yep. Anyway, so it's uh, Jeff with a J. J-E-F-F-B-A-L-D-I-N-G-E-R. And that's Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then it's uh, JeffreyBaldinger.net. Yep. On J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. R-E-Y. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you for having me. This it was, was so fun. much fun. I love this. Yeah. yeah. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we. You. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?